ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. I'm looking forward to the challenge. I've always had challenges previously. I've never been at a club yet that wasn't on the bottom of the ladder when I started. That is Shane Richardson, the incoming interim CEO of the West's Tigers. He's a powerful figure in the NRL. He's helped clubs like Penrith, Cronulla and South Sydney to premierships. The Tigers, though, this might be a different level of dysfunction. Richardson has joined off the back of an administration overhaul that has the existing chair and chief executive heading for the exit. They say you should never waste a crisis. Well, the Tigers have wasted plenty. Can Richardson leverage this one? I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Zach Bailey is an NRL reporter with Channel 9. Zach, we're trying to understand the latest crisis at the Tigers and how Shane Richardson might fix it. Can we start with how and why they this week dissolved their own board? Well, Pat, two words that go hand in hand or will have uh, for the last 10 years has been crisis and Tigers. And it was another dramatic uh, day there. It's been a dramatic week uh, for the West Tigers. It all came about because of a long-time fan and uh, a podcaster, Joel Helms, he basically said, look, enough is enough. Let's start a petition. Let's get some signatures to get into a review into the club and find out why we're failing and have been failing for so long. After a whole bunch of work and uh, all those uh, signature petitions and all that work around that and working with the club, we've had the announcement that there will be an independent review into the operations of the West Tigers, and that's fantastic news. As a result of that review, the outcome was that the entire board should be gone, the CEO gone, and the chairman gone, which is just a remarkable result. And there was no time for Justin Pascoe, the outgoing CEO who resigned. There was no time for Lee Hadji Pantelis, the chairman and major sponsor, to sit down and digest all this and discuss it with the board. The recommendation was that they be overthrown and shown the door, and that all happened on a dramatic day at the club. It's absolutely astonishing. I mean, the old saying in corporate governance is you never commission an internal review that you don't know yeah. the outcome of. Um, and I do love the like the, the people power aspect of this, the fact that fans in this day and age can still have such a big impact. But all of that leads us to the new leadership. W- what can you tell us about who's taken over? So Barry O'Farrell, a lot of people will remember his name because he's the former New South Wales Premier. He's also held this position as interim chairman with the West Tigers briefly in the past. So he takes over as interim chairman from Lee Hadji Pantelis. Uh, the big signing, though, in terms of like rugby league and, and people that will know this name is Shane Richardson. So he's the new CEO of the club. And his ability in the past, he's got the runs on the board He was with Penrith in the early 2000s. Within a couple of years, he's led them from behind the scenes. Obviously, not the head coach, but he had a a major part to play in their first premiership success in 2003. He was then involved with the Sharks uh, in 2016, leading into their uh, first premiership in 50 years. And then, of course, the, the most famous one is his association with the South Sydney Rabbitohs, leading them to their first premiership in 43 years back in 2014. So Shane Richardson, he's been that Mr Fix-It. He's got the runs on the board. He's a powerful figure in the game. Uh, if you look at my career, I've always, I went to Cronulla on the bottom of the ladder in li- liquidation. I went to Penrith on the bottom of the ladder, Hull on the bottom of the ladder, South on the bottom of the ladder. So I'm one up for challenges. I think Roger Cowan summed it up when I left them after winning the premiership uh, when he said that uh, Richard loves a challenge. And he no doubt sees 
potential with the West Tigers. He was on a podcast earlier this year saying, look, they've got a, a huge catchment area. They've got a lot of potential. They've got a lot of 18-year-olds that are coming through, but they keep bringing in big-name players and they just haven't been managing it right. So he's obviously thought, you know what, I can get in there, I can get the job done and turn this, this club and this team around. It's a level of dysfunction rarely seen in rugby league circles, isn't it? You talked about the fact that this is a club that is constantly in crisis. So what are the challenges that Richardson faces from a management perspective? I'm thinking about, you know, the outgoing chair is one thing. He doubles, as you say, is the team's biggest sponsor. What are the things that he's going to have to fix if the Tigers are going to get back to the heights of 2005 and a premiership? Yeah, well, firstly, on the major sponsorship from Lee Hadji Bantelis and Bryden's lawyers, he's the contract's in place for 2024. Uh, they're a sponsor again for next year. Um, they're, they're up behind me. Um, and the reality is we'd like them to stay on long term. That's always a decision for their board. So as it stands, Bryden's lawyers will be the major sponsor of the Tigers, which again in itself is so bizarre. The, C- the chairman's gone, but his sponsorship remains. I know it's in writing. I know it's a contract. But again, rugby league, the gift that keeps on giving. In terms of now, in, uh, the, from the management uh, perspective, they've got to get a whole new board in place. He's got to start working alongside a new chairman in Barry O'Farrell. He's got to start working alongside a rookie coach in Benji Marshall. He's got to try and look after a roster, look at the roster, weigh up you know, what players should stay, what players should go who they want to target from outside the club. Like, this is a huge, huge job for Shane Richardson to come into. And I know that the footy won't be kicked for three or four months in terms of for, for premiership points, but it's not long. You know, everyone will go away now from the club for a couple of weeks, head into Christmas, they come back. But then from then on, it's the team wants to hit the ground running. And in the background... Richo has a lot of work to do, as I said, from board level to coach level, working alongside the new CEO. And of course, what all fans at the West Tigers want is to try and see results on the field. The West Tigers fans are out there, members more importantly, are out there thinking, we just want to win games. We want to win games. Whether they get that immediately or not, we'll, you know, we're yet to find out. I don't know if there will be immediate change, but what we do know, as I said about Shane Richardson, is got the runs on the board and he'll do his best to turn the club around as quickly as he can. Let's dive in a little bit deeper into that football operations side of things because when you look at the playing list, this is a club that is constantly searching for the next big-name star. They've been linked to the likes of Fanua Blake for the likes of Jerome Luai. What do you think he's going to do from a recruitment point of view as he looks to support his coach? Okay, so well, firstly, he's basically one of his first order of business was to rule out the club chasing Fanua Blake, said they don't have the money. Their main target will be Jerome Luai, who he has a close relationship with uh, from when he was coming through the junior ranks at Penrith. Uh, I've made my feelings on Luai well known for a long time. In my opinion, he was the best young half coming through. He's proven at the highest level as the best young half coming through. Not only that, he's a great team leader. Play that, six to go. Flicked by Sorensen back to Luai. Luai goes straight for the goal line and scores. Try to Jerome Luai. He tried to recruit him to South Sydney uh, when he was involved in the club and obviously um, Jerome Luai decided to stay at Penrith, which has paid dividends for him. But uh, as I mentioned before, the, the, the one thing that he has said previously is that the West Tigers have a huge catchment area, especially down in southwest Sydney. People talk about Penrith, which is a magnificent area, 8,500 juniors, Paramount, 6,000. We've got more. 
If you take in Camden right through that area out there, we've got a massive amount of junior network that we need to pick up. But in saying that, they do also know that they need a player like Jerome Luai because with Jerome Luai, with Uppy Coruscant that's already there and with Benji Marshall as the coach, they're three big names that will attract other players in the future to come to the West Tigers and try and turn the club around. That catchment piece that you talk about there, that's really interesting on a number of fronts because this is a merger club and keeping both bases happy is always a challenge. You know, West's Tigers especially tricky because it feels like the spiritual homes like Hard Oval, but the junior talent and the growth opportunities, that's in the sort of western suburbs, south side of the city. Did Richardson indicate where he sees the future lying? Yeah, well, like, like you and me, Stacky, uh, Richo loves to stand on the hill at Leichhardt Oval, the eighth wonder of the world, as Robbie Farah calls it. I've always liked, loved a, a, a rushes and a, and a hot dog at uh, Leichhardt, but at the end of the day, uh, the growth of the, of the club is in that area. It's as simple as that. To a lot of us, that is the West Tigers, mm. and that's where you'd love to watch uh, see them play. But in terms of the future of the club, this review basically said, look, if you want to get the success you want as a club from a player point of view, the biggest catchment area, as you said, is southwest Sydney. That is where Shane Richardson is going to put a lot of his energy into trying to get those players uh, through the ranks up into the West Tiger system. A couple of hurdles there. You need to be seen in the area. You know, we, we've got to not only be doing things in that area, but we've got to be seen to be doing things as well, which you might say is what it is. But I, I don't think we've pushed our own barrow about how much we're doing out there and what staff we've got to do it. In the past, it's almost like the South Sydney Rabbitohs have seen that as a catchment area with a lot of talent. They've tried to infiltrate that area with uh, gala days and fan days, you know, in West Tigers territory. So the Tigers need to get back in there and get into the community and say, hey, this is our territory. So that those younger players want to play for the West Tigers. The second point that makes that tricky is they've just built a brand new centre of excellence at Concord that was only finished last year, and that's their Tigers' new base, and that's where they do a lot of their training. So it's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they're looking for a new spot for a new centre of excellence, maybe you know this would be the perfect timing to relocate the club down to southern Sydney, but it's not going to happen because this brand-new base they've built at Concord. Smells like extra games at Campbelltown Oval to me. The only last thing I want to hit is tenure. Richardson's been painted as the saviour, as you and I have discussed. Only a six-month deal at this point. That's a lot to achieve in six months. Uh, you know, why would it only be a half-year contract? Well, it's a, it's a good question. I think that's a just, hey, let's just get uh, Shane Richardson in place for now. There will be discussions going on behind the scenes, but th- this happened pretty quickly. Uh, Shane Richardson would have been aware of it, no doubt. But it's like, let's get him in place. Let's see, I guess, the board that we get in place. Let's see what Barry O'Farrell thinks of the whole situation. Let's see what Richo understands and finds out about the West Tigers and where they're at. So I want to come and have a look at it, see how it's structured and how it needs to be set up. Uh, and then, you know, that's something I'll assess at the end. But no, six months is a, a nice start for it and we can all sort of work towards that. Again, from a football perspective and from a governance perspective, and once that's all settled, if Shane Richardson is having success, if he's happy and he wants to continue, then I no doubt all parties at that club will want him to continue in that role longer. But as I said, there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle that'll still fall into place for the West Tigers to be stable once again. That is one word that gets thrown around a lot, but they, they've almost been the most unstable club on many levels for the last decade or so. So they need to get stability. You don't win premiership without stability. I mean, 
it's just it doesn't happen without stability. And you may have to change things along the way, but the reality is you've got to have stability in a club that win a premiership. He'll do his best to do that in six months. But as you said, it's way too big a job to get it all done in six months. I'd be very surprised if he's not there beyond uh, that six-month contract. You get the sense good things to come for the Tigers fans out there. And, you know, they're probably due. Zach, thanks so much for your time. All good. Thanks for having me. Headlines. Get ready for more David Warner social media content spraying the haters. The opener has defied the critics as he plundered runs on the opening day of the first test with Pakistan. He runs in Warner, pulls away the ball, up and under and away for six. Over fine leg. And yesterday we spoke about Australian batsman Usman Khawaja's shoes. Well, actually about the inscription on his shoes that offered support to Palestinians impacted by the war and saw the ICC suggest he best not wear them. Well, after we went to air, he released this video. I won't say much. I don't need to. But what I do want is for everyone who did get offended somehow is to ask yourself these questions. Is freedom not for everyone? Are all lives not equal? To me personally, it doesn't matter what race, religion or culture you are. But let's be honest about it. If me saying all lives are equal has resulted in people being offended to the point where they're calling me up and telling me off, well, isn't that the bigger problem? The ICC have told me that I can't wear my shoes on field because they believe it's a political statement under their guidelines. I don't believe it is so. It's a humanitarian appeal. I will respect their view and decision, but I will fight it and seek to gain approval. Freedom is a human right. Kawaja is hoping he will be able to wear them on Boxing Day. He donned a black armband on day one against Pakistan to indicate his ongoing support. You can hear Gideon Hayes' typically incisive analysis on the issue by listening to our episode from yesterday. If you want to hear the test live, every ball, commercial free, on the Listen app. Rugby and Eddie Jones has officially been unveiled as coach of Japan, and if we weren't so tired of this story, we might be mad... But at this point, it's all just a little sad. He's set to speak to the press Thursday night. We'll have more on that story for you on our Friday Fix. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. Thanks to the West Tigers podcast and Usman Khawaja's social media for the extra audio used in today's episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.